Welcome to Literally Nothing Matters Podcast, where your new besties, Amanda and Caitlin, will chat openly about everything that no one is talking about, but everyone is secretly thinking. Together, we will debunk wellness trends, navigate relationships, and begin the journey to become the best versions of ourselves. At the end of the day, just remember, literally nothing matters. So grab your favorite beverage and meet us every Monday for our weekly date. Wait, did we just become best friends? Yep. What's going on, girl? Oh, you know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, my week is going good. Um, just, I got my, this is my thorn now. I had a different thorn, but this is my thorn now. I got my flu and my COVID shot, and now I'm down for the count and feeling like a weenie baby. Mm-hmm. I told myself after cutting so many clips for social media poe stop my kid um after cutting so many clips on social media that i need to start getting ready for when we record and like put on you know a touch of makeup maybe like put on a nice sweater and here i am today again no makeup greasy hair and a dog haired covered sweater but you can't see the dog so it's fine we'll get him next week yeah you get him next week maybe that's a new year's resolution (laughs) yeah you can't win them all in one day, you know? No. How's your week going? <sighs> it is going good. It's going birthday good. Birthday week. It's my birthday week. Yeah, yesterday was my birthday. And um, I was honestly like, I didn't really feel that good yesterday. I've been like feeling pretty good. And then my birthday came around oh. and I was like, I didn't sleep all the night before. Um, And I have this like nasally cold thing. It's not like enough where I want to call it a cold, but it's just like, I'm blowing my nose every like two seconds um, and like literal like grossness is coming out. So it's just like annoying, you know, like it, yeah. you wake up and you're like. Finacy. Yeah. So that's annoying. Um, But it's been a pretty good week. I feel like my rows of my week or just like my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I I had a therapy appointment this morning and I was talking Ooh. about how um, I realized that when I'm on those like hyper-focused to-do list mm-hmm. kicks, it's like definitely fueled by my anxiety, which I feel like might actually be spiraling into a little OCD. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> So self-diagnosing over here. Um, Same. But I do think that it's also connected to like hormones and all of that stuff. And I'm feeling like I'm kind of on the downside of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I still have my pad of paper right next to me at all times for like things that I need to do. But I'm allowing myself a little bit more space to do things that, you know, I'm enjoying and like that feels good. Um, And yeah, I'm a little bit like little bit more zen not completely but a little bit more zen lately so that's been feeling really nice yeah that like like do you feel like it's because it's something that you can like control so you can like channel your anxiety to that or something i honestly don't know Let's break it but down like, what you guys talk about yeah, it? let me write it down <laughs> um i don't know and I, she asked me too she was like is there something that you're doing differently that you feel a little bit better. And I'm like, no, I honestly think it's like chemical. Like I have like clinical something going on in my head and it just 
like you just got to manage it while it's while it's high or whatever you want to call it um so yeah I'm just just riding this this zen state you know yeah I love that just try to stay in that we all I'm need trying, that. girl I'm trying I also had a therapy session yesterday what day is it two days ago I don't know look at us improving our lives mm-hmm. desperately seeking help Um, and we talked about how i am in the opposite of a zen state Mm. and how i try really hard not to overload my plate and my schedule but for some reason i just feel like i can't not like it's inescapable and so then it makes me very like reactive which i don't like about myself um like channeling that into like losing my temper with like like snapping at Mark or snapping at Poe or feeling like just flustered all the time. So, you know, we're working on that. This is why we're a couple because when one of us is up, one of us is down. Okay. For sure. For sure. There's no harmony with our, with our partnership, but that's okay. We'll switch soon. It's totally fine. Um, But I think also it's like, we did, like she was talking about how like, it's an older tool, but there was like a checklist of like stressors that you can run into in your life, whether that's like a new marriage, a new house, a new job. And then it like you check them off and then like add up the number and then it's like, well, yeah, duh, you're stressed. And she was like, you literally just listed like 20 of those things. Like we planned a wedding, bought a house. I got a new job and then also decided to quit that job and start a new business and like start a podcast and like do so much in one year. She's like, yeah, obviously you feel overwhelmed and reactive, like breathe. (laughs) So I hope for next year, evening out a bit. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't get married again next year, you know? I mean, yeah, that's the idea. So. Dear God. We won't get married ever again. Not because like me and Chad don't have our problems, but simply because we can never <laughs> plan a wedding ahead. again. <laughs> just kidding. I would love <laughs> to go on another honeymoon. I haven't even gone on this mm-hmm. one yet. So I know. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. But so also funny. probably a little bit stressful, like just planning travel, you know? Yeah. And I the only time I've ever been to Europe because I'm an uncultured swine is when I studied abroad in Italy in college. So I also like am just raw dog in this planning and like trying to just source tips from like Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you hear Poe just sneeze like 20 times? Honestly though, I feel like the less that you plan, the more fun it can be. Oh, totally. And like <laughs> – we have pretty much like all the big stuff plans. Like we have our flights, our hotels, our trains between cities because we're going a few places and a couple activities that like you would have to do like book in advance. Um, and I think I'm going to mostly leave it at that. Like I might book a couple more things in case like I feel like we need a reservation to a certain restaurant or whatever, but then just like wing it because totally. I simply can't anymore. <laughs> And I agree. It's more fun to just kind of. Yeah. When Chad and I went on our honeymoon, we like, well, not we, I did so much research as exactly. a type of person with a self-diagnosed yeah, OCD. And I made like dinner reservations at all of the restaurants. Like I literally went in like hardcore. And then we ended up canceling them all because it was yes. like 
we don't want to do this. We want to like get drunk and sit on the beach and like and yeah, get- or, like wander into a random place or something. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing the right thing. Trust yeah, me. and like love him to death. I'm not gonna like drag him to filth, but like I planned the whole wedding and now I'm planning the whole honeymoon. Like I don't have fucking time for this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no, hire ladies, unite. <laughs> the mental load, man. I'm telling you, I don't even. Men- I don't even have children yet. My mental load is already this high. <laughs> I know that was another topic of my therapy session, but we'll keep that for him. Maybe we do a whole episode on the mental we load. Should. And do um even and I don't like to stereotype male versus female because I don't I think that there's that's like kind of false, but I think personality in a partnership is really yeah. powerful and like the mental load is something that is starting to be discussed, but it's like really serious. So let's make note it of that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We should write that down in your notepad. I'm writing it down. Here's my pad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There was one guy on TikTok that always pops up on my feed who is doing the Lord's work. Like he has this whole series just talking to other men about like, here's how like little ways you don't understand why you're increasing your wife's mental load like instead of being like how can i help you're an adult with two eyes look around oh the dishwasher needs to be unloaded that's what i'm gonna do rather than like making her make more decisions and stuff like that yeah i know and it's even small things like i was reading an article too and i was actually reading an article which is crazy but they were saying um better than all of us (laughs) (laughs) i think it was like an instagram article (laughs) still words Um, but it was saying how the man the husband was like calling himself out and he was like I got home from work and my wife made dinner and then I thought I'd be helpful so I got the baby a plate of dinner and then I opened it was like a muffin or something and he like open like peeled it open to like break it into pieces and it was steaming and he was like do you think this is too hot for the baby yes but like why did I ask for that obviously it's too hot you know now it's something she has to think about and it's like those are the little things that I feel like are just a lot Yes, and it's not talked about, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Write it down, put it in the calendar. Um, So you said your thorn. Did you say your rose? Yeah. Um, No. <laughs> You're like, I don't have one. Don't bring it up. <laughs> right. My week is really thorny. No, I feel like besides just feeling like a, a sick, grumpy loser right now, I've had a very good week. We had a lovely Thanksgiving weekend. Like it was so nice to have like four days off and spend some time with family. And like Mark's parents came to our family's dinner, which was like so lovely to blend the fam. And then we spent the rest of the weekend like truly chilling besides Mark because he doesn't know how to chill. Like he was doing projects in the house from the moment he arose until the moment he went to sleep. But he got some stuff done that I was excited about. We have new blinds Ooh. in all of our downstairs windows. Sent him my way. I need some help. I will. Keep him busy. Um, <laughs> so, like, and, like, curtains up in the dining room. Like, it feels like our home is coming together a little bit more, which Ooh. feels nice. Plus, we put up, like, a Christmas tree, and he decorated outside, which was super great. Um so I feel like our home feels very homey for the holidays, which is exciting. Your first home, it's so exciting. Yeah. I also got my hair cut this week, but like it looks really bad right now because it's on day three and oh, yeah. it's greasy, but she went like short, short, which I'm loving. 
She even yeah. literally shaved my neck. So really? I feel like a stubbly. I love that for you. And it's really nice. It's like now I really don't need a man for anything. I don't have to feel Mark's stubbly head for yeah. sensory satisfaction. I can feel my own stubbly head. I love that about you is that like if you want to do something, you do it. It's not like <laughs> – like it, but it's like a little thing, you know, that girls or women are like so attuned to mm. have long hair and like short hair is meant for, I don't know what you want to say, men or yeah, the like, middle-aged. Yeah. A certain age, I guess. And it's like, not only do you look good doing it, but you feel good, like sincerely feel good. And I feel like, thank you for bringing that to us. You know what? I am just doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there definitely are moments because I feel like I haven't styled it yet. So, you know, like when the hairdresser styles it, it's a little and she was great. She's a new hairdresser for me. Highly recommend. Loved her. Um, yeah. And she did a great job. But there are still moments that I'm like, OK, I need to style this myself because I'm really giving soccer mom mm, vibes yep. like too hard. Yeah. So, it also would help if I put on an outfit other than leggings and a sweatshirt. But mm-hmm. yeah. one of these days. One of these but, days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so mine's opposite because I started with my rose. So my thorn, I wrote it down because I, it's like one of those things that like keeps happening. And then I keep like pushing under the rug and pretending like it doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. But this is now like the sixth or seventh comment that I've gotten. So I probably mentioned this um, before, but this pregnancy is definitely like a bigger pregnancy than I was had with Annie. Like and I getting, yeah, yeah, like my <laughs> going super early and this baby, who knows if they'll be big or not. I thought Annie was going to be huge and she was right. like right. very right. average. Um, But this baby, like I felt kick at 13 weeks. Like mm-hmm. the other day I literally was like, I think I'm going to go into labor, Chad. Like this, I could like, I was like looking for a foot out of the vagina. Like oh. I was <laughs> like, the, it is, left. like Literally, I was like, ouch, like every time it would kick, I was like looking down there. I'm like, am I going to like see someone coming out of my vagina soon? Oh, my God. Um, You're like, Chad, get down there. Check it out. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's just like totally different. So anyways, let's start there. But my thorn about it isn't about like the baby because I love the kicks. A couple of them were painful the other night. But for the most part, I love how how this baby's crazy. Mm hmm. But the comments that I've been getting about my body are insane. So like, let me just tell you a couple examples. I've uh, I've been asked, actually, so it started very early. Someone came up to me at the playground when I was playing with Annie and was like, when are you due? I was 12 weeks pregnant. Okay. So like, you're very early on. I thought like, yeah, I didn't look that big, but clearly I did. A stranger asked me when I was due at 12 weeks. So that was like the first the first comment I think I ever got that made me like aware mm-hmm. of like my size. Yeah. Recently, I've been asked if I'm having twins, if I'm having my baby in January, my baby isn't due until March. Um, I've been told how big I look, like genuinely, just like, wow, you're so big. <laughs> um, what? I've been told like, I just look really tired this pregnancy. I must not be feeling that good. In like naughty, like in those exact words. And it's just like, I can deal with like a couple like funny comments or something. Like there's definitely a bowling ball in here, but like, I just feel like it's coming from every angle and I'm yeah. getting a little down about it. Um, That's insane. And so I've just been noticing it a little bit more and it's like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to kind of like have it be like water off a duck's back anymore. Cause it's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm growing a fucking human. Like, let me be, I am healthy and the baby's healthy. And like, why do people comment on this stuff? You know, it's wild that people still do. And I feel like it's so depending on like who it's coming from too. Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure it, mean something a lot different if it's one of like your friends or chad who makes like i don't know more of like a kind or like silly comment but like mm-hmm. when strangers or people are telling you that you're tired ty- like you look tired and like this pregnancy must not be going well like yeah wild behavior yeah i also yeah. i follow this girl on instagram who um her account is a lot of like body positivity and stuff like that she's like a mid-size girly and i love her content and she recently did a series of posts where um she took a yoga class and the instructor either came up to her or in front of everyone i can't remember asked her how far along she was in her pregnancy and she's not pregnant Mm -hmm. and was very kind to the person because apparently they looked like they really meant no harm and felt so so bad and all this stuff but it's like when will we learn just like keep yeah. your comments to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should never have you seen that infograph that's like when you should like ask a mom when she's <laughs> pregnant. And it's like yeah. when it's a little bump or like it goes up and up and like when she's 40 weeks pregnant and the belly's like really right. big. And it's, it's like never, never, nope, never. not yet, not <laughs> now. And it's like never, ever, ever, unless a woman tells you she's pregnant and like right. wants to talk about it, initiate a conversation about the way that her body looks and when she's due it's just like right or it's like if you really feel like you have to make a comment couldn't you say something like oh my gosh like that's so exciting and like Annie's gonna have a sibling or like yes wow like how like ask how are you feeling or like you look like you're glowing and Mm -hmm. like Right. Yeah. Why no, does it you're have so to be right. so like body centered either. I mean, yeah, like, and you're yeah, right. really, we don't I, need to make comments at all. No, but you're right because it is fun to talk about and maybe people want to have a conversation about it, but you're so right about like where the dialogue needs to go. And it's like, start having more conversations that are like positive, you know, and like really like an or, actual like, inquisitive. Yeah. yeah. So, but I agree right. with you. Like you're right. Like the mom should initiate it. Yeah. Or the pregnant woman should yeah so there's that Ugh. Ugh. pick seriously seriously Ugh. Anyhow. well we shall jump back in. um but shall we dive into another thing that i thought sucked at first and sucked less <laughs> as we got into it this week this month book club <laughs> yeah oh my god so let's be totally honest. Amanda and I were like texting about this, like multiple how times. You doing? How are you doing? Are we getting, can we just stop? Can we, we yeah. like had to like be cheerleaders for each other to be like, like we nope, we're do doing that. this for our community because this we- is all for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the beginning. And I will agree that like, as the, as the plot thickened, if it did, I didn't hate sort it. Sort of. How it didn't really, it? but it did get better. How many stars would you give the book overall? Two and a half. Two and a half. Really? That's it? Out of five? Yes. And I say this with the caveat that like, 
I am not a harsh critic. I almost give every book that I ever read five stars because I'm like, an author worked so hard on this and like, it was good. <laughs> five stars. Yeah. yeah. I think I just had such high hopes for this book. And like, I don't, I don't know. We'll get into it. I feel like it just didn't have, like there was more there that could have made it better. It didn't have like the depth that it needed or like, certain things weren't developed enough and it took probably like halfway through the book to even feel like oh I'm excited to pick this up again mm -hmm. it shouldn't take that long totally totally and I feel like a big fat bitch saying that because I am not a published author mm -hmm. and I wish to be one day and like I know this person worked so hard on it and writing a book is no easy feat so like the more i'm saying it i'm like five stars it was fine but <laughs> what about you <laughs> i would say for me it's about a three and a half star okay maybe okay. Three, three to three and a half star um for different reasons i completely agree like want to be nice and everything but like coming from like a we're not best friends type of situation we're here yeah, to be nice. like a three and a three and a half um and I will say she did a lot of good marketing for this book. And I yes. think that that's also why I'm like. It was incorrect marketing. I was sold yeah. lies. Yeah. So let's jump in. Let's let's open let's our notes. Jump in. What's, what's our first note on? I have on my background how to make chickpea pot pie. So <laughs> start. <laughs> okay. So I kind of like piggybacked off of your notes and just kind of added in my thoughts of them. Um from the notes that I took when I was reading through it. So the way it was marketed was Practical Magic meets Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. And love that vibe. So I was like, hell to the yes, let's do it. But I felt like they use it as a marketing tactic and it didn't actually deliver. Like the only similarity to Gilmore Girls felt like it was like she it was set in a really small town and the main character was beloved in that town. And that was it. Like it, it didn't, it wasn't the same. Like it was like trying to be a little bit with the different towns characters, but it didn't really like fully develop that yeah. whole side of things. And yeah. let's not put so much shame on the Gilmore girl's name. This main character had never even left the County lines. Like, yeah. what year was this supposed to be set in? Because you can't take a a car, a train, a plane, like anything and just go to the next state over. Like, that yeah. confused me and it felt like a really weird red flag. No offense to anyone who's never left their town one time. <laughs> but also no, I completely agree. Like, I didn't even read that it was like set kind of like Gilmore Girls type of situation. And I wrote that note that... Mm. I said it's giving Gilmore Girls, but meets Lifetime movie. So like yeah. that, like not Cheesy. like Gilmore Girls is something you can like get into and like feel a part of. Lifetime movies mm. are just there for like shits and giggles, you know, yeah. like you're, you're there just to like, you know, the whole thing's fake. And that's exactly how I felt reading it. I was like, this is so fake and just like, so PG, like everything is yeah. so small. And like, listen, I live in my hometown that I grew up in. Like, but I that's guess that's different though. <laughs> But like, no, exactly. It's You've like gone that on vacations like and fake. lived other places also. But it's just like a fake 
reality. You know, like I, I was like, this is just like, you. I'm feeling like I'm watching like Halloween Town, like a very yeah. PG. Yeah, like it just. I needed more spice to it. So the setting yeah. wasn't there. I would have enjoyed more like literal spice between Poe. Stop licking, Poe. This is actually my thorn for the week. Side note, Poe. I think he just has dry skin or like an irritated spot, and he won't freaking stop licking it. And I've tried to like put um acid trace in and like just wrap it so he'll stop licking it so it'll just heal and he won't stop so if i keep saying oh no licking that's why (laughs) i'll get his teeth in the the frame he's here um anyways i totally agreed with that like i feel like i needed i needed more like clarity on the setting like what year was this set in was it real life with a touch of magic or was it like its own magical world like Mm -hmm. the people the outside characters like seem to sort of know about the magic but like casually know about it and like not think it's weird like yeah I was confused by that I feel like that that was like my initial excuse me like why I was excited to read it because I love fantasy and I love like reading about whimsical, magical mm. characters, things like that. And it just like never showed up for me. I was like, what is your magic? Like, what is like, what are you like, you make recipes and they're like good, like powerful. I don't, I don't get it. Like I need more. Yes. We needed more. And yeah. I feel like I had something that was to do with that okay yes so it was like they actually didn't really know much about their magic at all right like they didn't know much they were just sort of guessing their way through so when miss Gigi dropped the bomb of this curse that she murdered their dad and Mm -hmm. sent away the mom for life and also was requesting that they sacrificed another another human being Mm -hmm. I was like this bitch has to be kidding she doesn't even seem to feels totally certain about the magic and this curse. I'm like, that is a lot to do and to ask for something you're just kind of guessing about. Yeah. 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 You know what I think about as we're talking and I never thought about this before, but I wonder if the author purposefully did this so that it was like, everyone has a little bit of magic in their, Mm. in their like life. Like, maybe Seth I think is his name the brother like how he was like an empath like he like felt everything everyone else feels and so he got like depressed about it like there's people in life that yeah that feel that way you know or like on overload or like people are so powerful with like their cooking that it like makes people so excited to like go and they feel a certain way so it's like maybe I don't know I don't like it but like maybe that's where she was going with it but I totally agree of like There was no one that had like this super powerful magic. And then all of a sudden, Gigi over here is just slicing men's throats or something. Like, right. bye. What for what? I'm just confused. I'm so like, confused. how? Like, I know she was on her actual deathbed, but like, no follow up questions? Yeah. We're just taking it <laughs> at face value and rolling with it. Okay. On to the granny character. I was not a fan of her. Like, not a fan. She was so tacky throughout the, the thing. And like, 
I love grandmas. Those are usually like a very likable character, but the the author made her just like so tacky to me with like her one-liners, like, I'm going to pop you one. And I was like, no, no, you're not going to say that, you know? And it's like, I feel like they threw in some random like PG-13 things that they did. Like she smoked cigarettes and it was like, that was her like her vice, you know? And it's like, that just didn't go with the, the, the plot of it all, you know? Um, it was just very confusing. No, I totally agree with you. I can't remember what it, I wish I had my book next to me so I could find it, but like she would call Sadie something that every time she did, I was like, oh my God, you're so annoying. It was like something of like a nitwit or like a twit or something. And it was just like, oh my God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I I did not liking a grandmother character (laughs) yeah sorry r.i.p um i did like once they started developing it and i wish they had developed it earlier in the book when they gave the house kind of a personality and like started to bring in some of that like magic or whatever like i felt like that tied some things together a little bit more but then it didn't because it was like oh this came out of nowhere unless i just didn't (laughs) notice it earlier in the book no, you're so right. You're so right. And that's making me think too, this is kind of a tangent, but like they would throw some things together, like the garden burning and everything. And I was like, oh, that's going to be like a big part of the story. Like yeah. an evil character is going to come in or like the dad's going to be resurrected or like yeah. the mom's going to secretly be mean and be like having this this whole other like vantage point into the story. And it was like so simple, you know, it was like- yes. It was just her being mad. And I'm like, come on, couldn't that be a big thing? You know, like I wanted something big to happen. And I feel like nothing big happened throughout the whole story. I feel like every conflict or whatever was that. Like the Jake and Bethany of it all. Oh, Oh that wrapped up real quick and easy. Are you freaking kidding? Can we talk about Jake for a second? Yeah, please, please. I have some some complaints to to file. (laughs) Like, okay, one, I am, I love a rom-com. I am a sucker for like a cheesy romantic plot line. So like, was I rooting for them at multiple times during the story? Of course, I have a heart. However, despicable, despicable. Like I understand like we're all human and I get that. So like, yeah, you're adding that layer in, but like he had chances. Mm-hmm. to tell her that he was engaged and like stop stop coming over for dinner stop showing up and doing all this stuff like this is insane manipulative behavior yeah and weird parallel or connection to draw but it reminded me of like the fact that like he felt like before he got married to Bethany he had to go back to his hometown and see his like first love the notebook that is the plot of the notebook yeah yeah and it did not feel as nefarious when it was rachel mcadams (laughs) yeah but it felt nefarious here Mm -hmm. and how okay he is a liar through and through he runs away and he lies and is deceitful and lies how do you trust him after that i know i know he just did not do it for me and like 
I don't know. They kept trying to kind of like paint his picture and I couldn't get an image of my head that was even like attractive enough for me to like glamorize this whole love affair, you know? Oh, it was just like, ugh, it was a big fat nothing burger. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird how quickly the Bethany thing resolved and how quickly I feel like Sadie was able to like, just be like, okay, it is what it is. Like, I liked that once she fully accepted it, like she accepted it and was like, I'm not going to insert myself. I'm not going to try to fix this. And then it all kind of worked out in her favor. However, I feel like this is sending the wrong message to the hometown girlies because we've seen it happen time and time again. Yeah. You end up with your toxic ex because he's the one that's around. Yes. You don't need to leave yeah. your hometown to break these patterns and want something better for yourself. Yes. Don't settle for your Jake. PSA. 100%. I love that so much. Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> don't settle for your first love. Like in general. Like, come on. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. What did I you feel about? Oh, sorry. What? No, I want to get into that when we go oh, about yeah themes of the book but I'm trying okay. to think if there were any more oh I some positive things that I liked were that I did like some of the writing from the author like yeah. when she talked about family dynamics she said mm -hmm. some one-liner that I tried to find back in my book and I couldn't but it was like <laughs> basically like the family dynamic and how like every family's messed up and it was like just finding like the good in it yeah. you know like one perfect and it's just like being with people and feeling like loved and I just yeah. like felt very like warm reading things like that I liked so that a lot good too. craftsmanship in her writing I liked that with when all the um aunts came back into town and they were kind of like talking about like you know each of their quirks and why like each is kind of like annoying in their own right or like does this and this thing or whatever but then how it kind of circled back and was like being there for people in the way that like works that you can or whatever and accepting that so like one person helps by doing all the things one person is most helpful by like physically being there and comforting and i kind of liked that whole idea yeah yeah um oh what were your thoughts about the recipes throughout the story i am so glad that you asked <laughs> I have mixed reviews. Okay. I liked them at first. Like I felt like they were like a cute, kitschy thing to add. Um, I liked that like the beginning part, like the description kind of gave more of that like, this is, you know, it will help you find clarity or whatever. Um, but then... I felt disappointed by them because I felt like throughout the recipe, it should include more of that. Like, even if it was kind of cheesy, I would sit there and be like, why the fuck am I reading like bake at 300 degrees? <laughs> um, right as I'm like getting into the story, it's like, bam, another recipe that I have to like flip through. Yeah. See, I liked it for one reason because it skipped a page. So I was like, hey, one thing. <laughs> Make a I progress. Don't have to read, you know? So I was like, hey. <laughs> Um, so I'll admit to that, but I didn't mind them when they were like, like I never actually read them. So I was like, oh, whatever. But it like made me think about like, cause it was always a recipe that was like from the previous chapter. So I was like, 
eh, something to just like review, you know, like it didn't even bother me. It was different. <laughs> it was different. Like I'd never seen that in a book. So yeah. I kind of want to go back and look like I was thinking I was like, you know, what? maybe I'll put this book to use and use it as a cookbook. But then I <laughs> realized that like half the ingredients are like chrysanthemum seed and like. Yeah, no, I was I read one of them because I was like, oh, that actually sounds with good. And then I it was like a very difficult recipe. I was like, this is not a one pot pasta. No, no, sir. no, no. Like, can't happen. Um, yeah, I wrote down. I'm like, I wonder if um, some of that like beginning description of what it did and all that stuff, if it had any connection to like foreshadowing what's about to happen or like relating back to like the mood of you know, the storyline where we were at and stuff, but I did not take the effort to look into that. I just had the thought of like, oh, that would be cool. I wonder if that happens. No, I think it's from the chapter. Like it was always a recipe that they were like eating or cooking from the chapter that they would just talk about. Cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Um. Okay. Any other quick notes before I get into my themes worth noting? Um, hold, please. Do, 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 do. No. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Can we talk about the mom for a second? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, go for it. I feel like I am just shitting all over this book, and I'm sorry about it, but it is what it is. Um, It felt weird to me that, like, like, I missed, I feel like, when the mom came back. All of a sudden, like, and, like, that's on me for not reading with such attention but i feel like all of a sudden there was this new character and i was i'd like flip back and be like oh shit it's the mom yeah no i completely agree with that i was like actually looking forward to her being like the villain of the story because at one point she told sadie about seth um about maybe his magic or something like it was a big thing and she was like oh i thought he told you with like your twin thing and I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to predict, like, she's actually, like, starting to put in little daggers with their relationship so that she can steal Seth away. Like, I'm creating the story into, like, a bigger plot line than the author is. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted yeah. something so much bigger to happen with it. But, like, no, she was just a character and she was forgiven and, she, yeah, everything's fine. I'm like, no, yeah, money problems, figure it out. I agreed. It's like. I understand like they're wanting to honor Gigi's wishes by accepting her back and forgiving her, but like you can have forgiveness and understanding, but also still recognize how traumatic of a life that you have had with her yeah. just being absent. Let's talk about it a little bit. And didn't Gigi kind of like plant seeds that she was going to do something bad? Like she said, like, She'll try to get Seth, you know, like immediately, like don't let her in that quickly. And then he did. And then it yeah. was like, nothing happened. So it's like, what? I don't right. get it. There's and then she just left again at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, she wants to do a sequel. She wants to, she wants people to be hooked. That's what it felt like a little bit. Yeah. Not for me. I'm not this buying it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, themes. Let's hear them. Themes. So I think the biggest one in this for me was forgiveness. Um, there was forgiveness for Jake. There was forgiveness for her mom. There was forgiveness for Seth. Um, so I want to talk about like, would you forgive all of these characters? And 
maybe we can get into the Jake part because I feel like that's a separate entity than like mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. So family-wise, how do you feel about that? Oh, family is just so layered. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have, I would have weird feelings towards Gigi. I think at some point after you've mourned the loss and all of that, like, how would you not have some feelings about these big secrets that she kept and the fact that she murdered my fucking dad and sent away with my mom? Like, that's some heavy stuff. Totally. So I feel like that would be some hefty therapy to work through those feelings. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would want to forgive my mom especially knowing that it was like more of like the grandma forcing it rather than her like abandoning them necessarily mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know yeah. yeah i don't think it'd be easy like i don't think it would be as easy as it happened in the book yeah for sure yeah you? i feel like there's always room for forgiveness um yeah and with stuff is- too like yeah. Finding understanding. Yeah. Meeting them where they are. Right. But there has to be some conversations and I feel like there weren't any, at least in yeah. this book about it. Um, it's just kind of like it goes back to the that character of like the grandmother just being like, I'm gonna pop you one, like where Seth and Sadie would just like bicker and then she's like, I already forgave you. Like, oh my God, you know, and it's yeah. just like the people don't talk like that. You know, like <laughs> Call them out, say what you're actually feeling, whether it's right or wrong, like get in an actual argument and then maybe move in steps to forgiveness. But like it doesn't just work with like a snap of a finger. Yeah, I agree with you. That's how I feel about that. Um, And then in terms of Jake, like why is he so forgiven? And you definitely talked about this a little bit, but like we talked about the right and wrong of it. But like why do people always forgive the guy that breaks their heart? Like why? Well, as someone Mm. who definitely has done that multiple Mm. times in her life, I would say the biggest driving uh, force there is lack of (laughs) self-esteem. Not necessarily like that's what we were told in this story, although I would beg to argue that the person who feels who has like raging parent issues, has never left her hometown, like doesn't feel confident in her relationships with her brother and feels abandoned. And like, she has crazy abandonment issues, right? Very rightfully so. Yeah, I think that could be a big part of it. That they just didn't tie all that together because they wanted it to be like a romantic story. Yeah. You know? And I can say that respectfully because, like, I have been that girl yeah, I mean, multiple totally times have. where, like, I remember my mom literally being like, so, okay, um, what's, like, his plan to be different this time? And I'm like, mom, literally, what are you talking about? I forgave him. That's all <laughs> that you have to change. do. Yeah. No, like, I know. You're so silly. <laughs> silly. He's perfect. Okay, we're <laughs> It's written in stars, mom. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just this like romanticizing what love 
is based on movies and books and yeah stuff like that where love should not feel like anxious or like you shouldn't feel abandoned by your person or deceived like none of that is love that will last in a healthy way for sure um okay and then my last kind of note on this but I feel like we've talked about it was just like the family dynamics throughout the Mm -hmm. book and although a lot of the characters like annoyed me and they were very just like textbook characters you know like I feel like some of the aunts like one was crazy and one was loud and one was quiet and it was just like they were very just like textbook um yes I did like how they like no one was perfect per se everyone just like accepted each other and it was just like you looked at to the positives as opposed to like the negative parts of them like that part I agree with that too and I feel like even the whole Jake situation was kind of presented like that like which I guess if he is not a nefarious person like that's something really nice too like meeting someone where they are and finding some empathy for like whatever it is that they've been through or whatever but yeah yeah. and I feel like they kind of found that with Seth too like she kind of came around to like understanding like okay that's what he had to do yes and it's not about me right right yeah that's all she wrote for that one it's all she wrote I already started the Britney Spears yeah, so spoiler alert, that's our next book. Spoiler alert. Um, um yeah, I have not. I haven't even gotten it. Is it I've heard that the writing is like hysterical. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she fully wrote it by herself. Like I think she it's had someone. Yeah, she really had someone like helping her form these sentences. But For you sure. can see, like you can hear her talking on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's like the same it. stuff. It's very like childlike recollections of everything. Um All right, don't don't give us a spoiler. Alert, I won't. Okay? I won't. It's gonna be so good. So okay. good. Okay. I'll put that on my list. That's that's on my list. I actually already wrote it while we were talking. I okay. like aggressively ordered it right when it came out, knowing that eventually I was gonna buy it or read it or whatever. Um and then I forced us to do it for this one. So it <laughs> You're like, I'm going to read this already. I'm over here. Like, can we put on like the ancient medicine of herbalism for care? <laughs> and you're like, we're going to read January. <laughs> like February, put it on your calendar, guys. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know what? That sounds really interesting too. And there's room for everything here at Literally Nothing Matters. So Oh my God. So yeah, get your copy of the Britney book and we will touch base next month on. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Love you guys. (laughs) See you guys later. Um, Oh, also don't hang up yet. If you're looking for any amazing. We're so good at this. Okay. Let me do this real. Follow us on Instagram at literally nothing matters. Podcast. Pod pod follow us on tiktok at nothing matters pod i changed our name by the way it, oh i was like what <laughs> i got that one and it it fit better um okay. 
watch us on YouTube if you want to see our gorgeous faces since I already told you guys that I'm looking so damn good today. Um, and most importantly, if you're still hanging on by a thread here, um, if you're looking for holiday gifts or something cozy to wear all winter long, we have some fabulous merch easily purchased through Amazon. It can be there like the next day or two. Um, we have hoodies, we have crewnecks, we have pop sockets and t-shirts. Um, check it out. Link in bio on our Instagram or just search literally nothing matters sweatshirt on Amazon. That's all. That's it. Love all you. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>